Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Top of the morning to you. It's 6.06 here at News Talk KBOI. I am neither Mike Casper nor Chris Walton. Neither am I. In fact, the only one here who's been dependable the entire time. Actually, you and Nathaniel. Nathaniel's been, he's been very solid. Rock. Almost like stone. (laughs) I worked on that. I know. Yeah. I can see that. He's proud of it. Morning, Nate. How are you, sir? I'm well. I'll never turn my phone off again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we could replay Thursday's show, but we don't need to do that. It's on the podcast. Nobody wanted to hear Rick the whole morning. If you want to hear Rick solo, you can go to KBY.com, click on the Casper and Chris podcast, and you can hear Rick's latest demo tape that was uh that was that was fantastic it wasn't a bad show i wasn't no, i wasn't, wasn't really planning on doing the show by myself but chris was under the weather a little bit yesterday and you know still feeling it i guess it's it's going around we've had a number of in fact there's been a number of people all over um also, apparently, chlamydia or syphilis. Syphilis, Sorry, syphilis. yeah, yeah. Syphilis is a uh, syphilis is a problem in Boise. Equine uh, herpes is a problem in Gem County. Mm. So this might be the end of days. I mean, uh, you know, different or, species involved in in those, but. Yeah. Uh, There's a website for everybody. Sure. Uh, I so. Uh, welcome into Friday. It's uh, it's open lines Friday here, here at, uh, at News Talk KBY and. Um, God, we, we we have something for everybody. We have we we have the football uh, season announced. Uh, there there's one Friday game, which hopefully uh, we can make more more Friday games. I would like that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Friday games, especially when it covers the afternoon shift. Um, right now, uh, we have we have uh, the game scheduled for. I, I guess the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Normally, they've played on Black Friday, mm-hmm. uh, so. The schedule is set-ish. It will be set further on the closer we get to football season when the TV, uh, when the networks get a hold of the uh, schedule. You still might see some days flex over into Friday. Yeah, typically what happens is uh, you've got two sports networks that are really competing for games and three if you include ESPN. Mm -hmm. And so the networks all get a little closer towards football season Uh, around July is where we start to figure this all out. And they say, okay, we like this game. We like this game and we like this game. And those are the ones we want to have on TV. And then the next network comes over and says, okay, we like these games that have not been selected yet. And we want to put those on TV. And then depending on which games are left and which game is an a one matchup, they determine their TV schedule, and then mm-hmm. we start to know exactly what time those games will start. And then sometimes they're fluxed out of a Saturday into a Friday or a Thursday or, you know. While Boise State fans pride uh, pride ourselves, and by the way, and the Boise State football team, Coach Avalos, everybody prides themselves on the quality of football mm-hmm. uh, that Boise State provides. There is that, there, there, there still is that visual uh, allure to the blue. Yeah. People all over the country love the blue, and networks like putting the blue on their TV screen. It's a lot, uh, uh, it's it's a lot more palatable than the red field that you've seen, uh, or, or or the aqua aqua field from Coastal Carolina. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, 
But oh, the the blue's nice. We knew that we were going to start the season with a non-conference game in mm-hmm. Washington. Mm-hmm. That's where we start this year. We go mm-hmm. up and play the Huskies on September 2nd. Early feeling? Uh, Washington Way too is gonna, early prediction? Washington is going to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. So don't look at that as anything more than a, oh my God, that's a Pac-12 team that has a chance to win a lot of games. I like Boise State's offense from what I've seen already in the first spring game. What Bush Hamden is doing with the offense and what Taylor Green is able to do already that's going to be fun to watch. But no, I'm not giving any predictions. It's a game at Washington that's going to be hard to win no matter what Boise State's like. Other spring game coming up April 8th, mm-hmm. and that game will be heard on News Talk KBOI, as I was just informed yesterday. Yeah, you just got that? Just got that. Just got the memo. <laughs> okay. There are no days off. Uh, we have a true crime trial that's wrapped up. And there's another series about to kick off right in our backyard. Did you did you watch any of the Netflix or any of the Murdaugh trial? Uh, I didn't watch any of the Murdaugh trial. I didn't have any interest in that at all. But I have been trying to pay as much attention as possible to what's been going on with Chad and Lori Daybell. The Murdaugh trial I got into because I was just flipping around Netflix, saw a three-part miniseries, figured, sure, I'll click on it. I'll watch it. It's three series. Sure. I could, you know, there's only one episode of Mando out. So, you know, I, I, I had to fill the time. We'll get into that later. I feel you. Uh, I, I had to get into Do that. Do we have a Star Wars segment in this show coming up? Well, there might be. There, okay. It's Friday. So, uh, there, there very well could be. Three hours. Jury deliberated for three hours. And, and that was the official time because the unofficial time was 45 minutes. And how long it came back to that's issue. That's it? Yeah. That's That's hmm. it? That's how guilty they found him. Damn. It wasn't just it, it wasn't just gee we really got to argue over this 45 minutes. And I think they spent most of that time making sure all the i's were dotted and t's were crossed. Mm-hmm. Maybe get one more order of uh of Chinese food to go and then <laughs> wow. Sentence the guy up to 30 years. That's pretty substantial. Right. And I look at that and I know the two cases aren't related. However, I look at that, and now the next saga, now the next series, now the, maybe it was the warm-up, the curtain jerk for the Daybell Vallow case that's still to come, which we'll get into here in just a little bit. KBOI News Time, 6.13. You want to do sports a little early today? We can do that. I was thinking about doing it on time for a change. I mean, okay. We can do that. Well, no. Why no. are you giving him that look, Nathaniel? I was going to say. I've got so much sports to go over today. I've got Coach Avalos. We've got Boise State basketball going tomorrow to close out the regular season. I could do sports for 20 minutes. I know you could. But I'll try and keep it to two. How's that? I will say this. Oh, by the way, brought to you by Pork Belly. <laughs> sports brought to you by Pork. I, I will say this. Did the last uh, Inside Bronco basketball last night over yeah. at 10 Barrel. And the crowd was definitely into it. For a coach's show. Yeah. That was a great environment there at 10 Cool. Also last night, I got to give it up to the Boise State track and field team. They sent some of their girls out to my daughter's elementary school last night to nice. sit and read with the kids. So it was like pajama reading night. <laughs> so all the kids were out there in their PJs and having cookies and popcorn in the Boise State track and field girls were reading stories to them. They're bringing back the pajama jammy jam? Yeah. 
Nice. It was pretty cool. Now the little jumper's on. Yeah, it was nice. Ready for football? Yeah, I am. Coach Avalos talking about a really first, a really good first day of spring practice. It was a really good first day. It was good to see uh, the quarterback's operation with our new offense, right? There was, being for the first day, it was pretty clean. Um, it was really exciting to see how they are able not only to lead themselves, but um, lead the offense and handle the things that are required of them. And then, you know, be able to connect on, on some uh, plays today and obviously handle the run game and lead the huddle and do all those things. So it, we're, we're off to a good start um, with the progress that Bush is making and our offensive staff um, with what we want to get done on offense. And then it was really good to see a lot of the young guys on defense step up and handle that pre-snap communication. Um, because if we're all lined up and we're all ready to go, we're all on the same page, now we got a chance to grow and improve. But we lose opportunities to grow on reps when we don't handle ourselves in the pre-snap and make sure that uh, we're, we're all on the same page. All right, so once again, head coach Avalos talking about what's going on with the offense and the young defense coming into this year. Uh, again, as you mentioned, April 8th. That is the spring game at Albertson Stadium. Uh, we'll have a lot more as we get closer to that. And we'll hear more from Coach Avalos today talking about quarterback play and you know what, what they've got this year, which looks pretty substantial. They ended strong. Hope to start strong. That would be good. That would be good. KBOI News Time is 616. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nate Shellman here, Rick Worthington over there. We are filling in for Casper and Chris this morning. Mike Casper will be back on Monday, and and hopefully uh, Mr. Walton uh, rests during the, this weekend and gets his voice back and visits us uh, on Monday morning as well. I would like, I would like to turn my microphone on first. That, there that'd you be go. Good. Nice job, Rick. Uh, yeah, that'd be good for Chris. I'd like to see him uh, feeling better and up and around and doing his thing. I would like to see less pictures of Mike Casper on the golf course in Cancun. He seems to post, those are awful. He seems to post hourly mm-hmm. about how great it is there and how he doesn't miss the snow and the cold. And he's doing it on purpose. I haven't blocked him on Facebook, but I thought about it. That's fine. Headlines you're going to wake up to this morning. And uh, there was an article in the Idaho Statesman, and it, it talks about an incident. Talks about an incident in 2019, uh, a video of a juvenile, November of 2019, video of a 17 year old and a 14 year old. It starts on the uh, on on the video. It starts with the uh, the two youths sitting down, and there there's interaction. One of the seventeen, uh, the one of the boys, the seventeen-year-old, was handcuffed and is walking over to the is being walked over to the police car. That's where we're going to start this uh, this video. At that, what you just heard was 17-year-old, and I'm looking at the video. I can't see, I cannot determine from the video, the body cam, the police body cam, whether or not the officer pushed the kid into the car or whether or not the kid pushed himself into the car. The kid then goes to the ground, hits a sign pole, 
And when I say hits a sign pole, with his legs, if I'm not mistaken. Okay? I've seen takedowns. I've seen other people tossed a lot more violently. Okay? However, this is from an incident four years ago. Almost four years ago. Three and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. And... It's going to be uh, it's going to be talked about. It's going to be reviewed. People are going to look at this, and everyone's going to have an opinion about it. Is it safe to say all three of us in this room have watched this video? I watched it. Yes. Okay. And all three of us have different takes on the video. Okay. Which is fine. The debate is fine. The debate is healthy. How do we want to be patrolled? What rules need to happen? Everybody walked away from this. Okay? 17-year-old is not dead. The officer is still on duty. All right? Which is probably the most important part of this. Also, this was either adjudicated or or not. Investigated. Do we, do we know what the result of the investigation was? I uh, mean, the two kids we, that were involved we, here? We don't know what happened to the... We don't know what... Um, Oh gosh, we don't know what consequences the officer faced, if any. The officer still the officer still working. Yeah. Okay. So don't know exactly what all that was, but we're going to talk more about it here in just a little bit. KBY News Time six twenty six. Traffic and weather right now. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBY. <laughs> Just so you know, at that moment, when you hear all of these sounds, there's a 17-year-old kid on the ground. The officer's not on top of him, not even touching him. Not even touching him. Okay? And, by the way, I'm Nate Shellman. He's Rick Worthington. We were both filling in for Casper and Chris this morning. And... Nathaniel Stone has is also well. By the way, joining us, you've always been here. Welcome in, <laughs> especially on on air. And the headline of the Idaho Statesman is an officer, a Boise officer, threw a handcuffed black teen to the ground. Chief calls it unacceptable. Uh, Chief uh, Chief Weiniger calls it unacceptable. And all three of us, gentlemen in this room, have watched the has watched this video. Correct. I've watched the whole thing. Okay. Yep. Nathaniel. Okay. And all of us have different takes on this. Okay. I I have a take. Rick has a take. Nathaniel, you have a take. And I I I come from the background of I've made jokes about this on my program before. I come from the background of as somebody who was a uh, a recovering teenager. Uh, <laughs> Uh, did, did anybody else in this room uh, steal a motor vehicle when they were in their teens? I did not ever steal a motor vehicle when I was a teen. Nathaniel? I would never. Okay, well, I did. So, uh, so there. Troublemaker. I, wow. I, I, I was a, I was a juvenile delinquent. I had a juvenile record. Okay. Okay. I've, I've talked about it before. Not my proudest moment. Here we are. Grand Theft Auto. Wow. Nate. That's not being a. Yeah, I'm okay. just gonna I'm gonna walk away from that. Yeah, I feel like okay, 
Doesn't surprise me at all. So he, he could talk about crime firsthand. So good and, job, and, mate. And, and that's the thing. I've I've been pulled over as a fourteen year old. You all right, Rick? I about spit that coffee everywhere. <laughs> <Okay>. man. <laughs> I was pretty close. I've been pulled over with my brother, my buddy who lived down the street, my brother, uh, and and so I know what it's like to be a flippant teenager. I know what it's like to have attitude. I know what it's like to be doing something I'm not supposed to be doing. Okay, I don't know if these two guys were doing anything they weren't supposed to be doing. Okay, other than being out late at night, which. A lot of teenagers have done over well, you're, time. You're talking about two black teenagers. Yes. And this was two in the morning? Late at night. It was late at night. I thought late at I night. thought there was a, a time marker on it that indicated it was very, very early in the morning. My opinion, your opinion, Nathaniel's opinion, we'll cover here in just a little bit. KBY News Time, 636. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. You ain't got to judge me. I can walk myself. I can walk myself. Okay. Play by play. The officer has put the 17-year-old in handcuffs. We're going to go back. The officer's... Walking him, he well, just stood him up. I think you even need to go further back than that. It it sounded to me like the officer was being a little bit too aggressive towards the teen at the very beginning of their interaction. Where we see the video pick up, it sounded to me like the officer was being too aggressive. Also sounded like the 17-year-old was a little bit mouthy. Yeah, he did. But in, in, in a place like that, I think an officer of the law should be a little more calm-headed. Nathaniel? He's 17. Mm-hmm. He's entitled to be a little bit mouthy. Uh, entitled, entitled is the wrong word when we're talking about teenagers. Fair, fair. He's 17. He's going to be a little bit mouthy, especially in the face of an authority figure, A. But also, B, if the cop is being overly aggressive and the and the 17-year-old is afraid, mm-hmm. I, I would see him being a little bit mouthy, yeah. Okay. At 3.30 in the morning. I'll take it. Any from- any teenager out at three thirty in the morning stopped by a police officer maybe ought to uh, not get mouthy. I'll take it from the beginning. All right, is that that's where? So you want me to start this from the beginning? We'll play about three minutes of this starting starting here. This this video coming from the Boise Police Department on the Idaho Statesman. Game. When you ask a question, you answer the question. You don't even. You're just trying to mimic him. You don't even know what you're talking about. You up here breaking into cars, <laughs> peeping into windows, looking for stuff. What did you just say to me? What did you just say to me? Two youths, as, as you look at it right now, and, and it's kind of blurred out, two youths are sitting on the curb, a 17-year-old to the right, a 14-year-old, sorry, a 17-year-old to the left, 14-year-old to the right. You don't tell me to shut up. You understand? You're not big enough. Oh, okay, you big guy? Yeah, I'm... Definitely. Like, I can touch you. I can sue you for real. Sue me. Sue me. Sue me. You do what? You do what? What's your name? Officer Cooper. Officer Cooper. Yep. Well, we'll be according. Okay. Cool. You test me like that. You're gonna do what? You're gonna do what? Are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? Cross Four times the officer said, put your feet out and cross your ankles. 
Am I wrong? No, you got it right. Mr. Stone, am I wrong? No, you're right. Okay. Yo, don't stand up. Tried to stand up. Officer put him back down. Sat him. Put it. Put his hand on his shoulder. Sat him back down. Not forcefully. Correct. Agreed. Put your hand behind your back. I told you what to do, and you try to stand up. You want to play games? Why you don't want to ID yourself either, bro? Like, why you, why you being so like aggressive? Like, why your partner acting aggressive? Like, he just got you. Guys are not cooperating. Now, what you talking about? Like, he's just being aggressive. Like, that's not cool. You see what I'm saying? You can hang off my leg, too, if you want. Here is where the video does change frame. Kind of a fast forward. Officer is going to stand the 17-year-old up. I don't want to handcuff you. Just cross care, your ankles. Bro, I don't care. If you don't cross nah, your ankles, you I'm going to drag you to my police car and put you in the back. I right, put me in the back. You ain't got to drag me. I can, I can walk myself. I can walk myself. Stood him up. He's walking. There's still a 14-year-old sitting on the curb, ankles crossed. As he's been told to do. Not being mouthy. You're hearing a 17-year-old. What would you describe that? Groan. Groan. Groan loudly as he's being walked to the police car. We'll pause it right here. Okay? Pause it right here because I would encourage people to actually watch the video then read the story, but people will do what they want. You can read the story and then watch the video. It's up to you. KBOI News Time, six forty-four. Sports brought to you by Pork Belly in pork, Cuna. Pork Belly. I went there on Sunday okay. and had the best chicken fried steak I've ever had in my life. Okay, not even kidding. Best yeah. chicken fried steak ever. I mean, I hear you talking about it. Did Andy? Do you have any chicken fried steak over there? I have not. You oh, I, I, have. I don't. I didn't. Rick didn't bring. Let's any make a run. Mm. I'm just saying. Let's make a run. You know, Nate's here. Later. Nate's here, and he owes us. So, I'm saying chicken fried steaks on Nate today would be. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll move do to it. the I'll sports spring. sports yeah. portion of the uh, sports program. Here we go. Coach <laughs> Coach Andy Avalos talking yesterday to the media following their first spring practice of the year which sneaks up on people every year. They're like, wait, we just, we're not even finished with basketball. How are we doing football right now? 15 practices are allowed by the NCAA for every college football program, and this is when they all get started. Here's Coach Avalos talking about quarterback play. You know, all the same things. Everything is expected of them, and, and that really starts to, um, again, as, as cliche as it sounds, and I keep coming back to it, if we want to grow and have the success on the field, then it comes back to what we're putting in the preparation. And we can't just give effort. We have to know what are we preparing for in these different baskets. You know, whether it's the pre-snap as we talked about, how we're identifying fronts and, and um, the shells of the defenses, how we're studying film to prepare ourselves for that, how we're studying um, film on our mechanics. Um, our fundamentals of the position and how we're playing. So for them, it's it's all the same. Um, Coach Andy Avalos again talking about quarterback play, specifically Taylor Green working with the new offensive coordinator this year, and that is definitely going to be fun to watch and see how that all plays out. Again, the spring football game will be April 8th, 
And as I have just been informed, you'll hear it right here on News Talk KBOI. Does that mean I'm doing pregame? It's probably going to be a pregame show. It's probably going to be a pregame. Okay. KBOI News Time, 646. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nate Gelman here, Rick Worthington there, Casper and Chris back. Look, the Mike Casper part is back on Monday. Is he going to be be burned? I guarantee he'll have some sun on him, yeah. Yeah, I don't see how you can go to Cancun straight out of uh, Idaho in February and not have a little sun on you when you get back. Right? I, I hope he gets some color on those pasty white legs of his. Just awful. I'm just wondering how many roots are going to show when he gets back. So we have a lot going on this morning. Been talking about the uh, the Voice of Police video. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get back to that here in, in just a second. However, there there are other stories going on in the sure. Treasure Valley. The the Daybell Vallow cases have been separated. Chad Daybell, Lori Vallow will be will undergo two different trials. They will not be tried together. And I don't think it's gonna take a genius to say their defense is gonna be the other one made me do it. Is, is are we are we expecting that? No, I don't know what their defense is gonna be. I, I honestly don't. At this point I it could be anything. What I mean, are you expecting for this? Because you're geared up. You got the popcorn ready. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, you got to remember, I've been following this story for the better part of two and a half, uh-huh. almost three years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were one of the first radio stations in Idaho that even started looking into this case. I mean, right up there with Chad Eaton over at East Idaho News, who was the first, yes. by the way. Yes. Um, Definitely the leader on it. Absolutely the leader on that. It's in his backyard. And I mean, the zombies made me do it is just going to be the most fun defense I'll you'll ever watch. How the history of both of them gets introduced into this case is going to be intriguing because I, I look forward to those arguments in court. I could very easily see a judge saying, "Sorry, we can't we we can't talk about that as that might perjure that that might." unduly in not perjure unduly influence the jury talk more about that when we come back national news coming up the great one mark levin tonight at seven now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi except it's not I'm Nate Shellman. I mean, we're not even close, really, today. Not even. Not the only one. Well, I mean, you you do news all the time and sports. Yeah, and sports. Nathaniel has. Hey, when was the last? When was the last day you took off? Like, what was it? What what year was it? 2021. Yeah, we. He had a day off last week, didn't you? I. Oh yeah, he dumped his girlfriend. That's true. She became my fiance. Oh my goodness, you're getting hitched. I am indeed. Someone accepted me. She's cute. I don't know what she's doing with you, but she's cute. He's way over his head. <laughs> yeah. See, that's where you're supposed to be. Find yourself way over your head and then put a ring on it. Boom. Now, and, and you're both nerds. We are. Total okay. nerds. So the damn near impossible trivia question that we have for, you found for. You can't, you can't clue it up. I mean, there's some nerd involved here, sure, but you can't give that big I, of a I clue. I just said nerd. That's all. Yeah. That's all I said. Okay. You Are you ready for me to tell everybody what the damn near impossible question is of the day? I am. Okay. What book holds the record for the fastest-selling book in history? What book? 
Okay. What book holds the record for fastest selling book in history? Fastest selling. Yeah. Okay. Most copies sold within. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Within a certain fastest. Okay. Within the certain what? Yeah. Uh, certain well, a month, year, just okay, fastest self, just fastest, fastest selling. selling book in history. If you were looking for I don't know, I think this has to do with first print. Okay. There were several. Got it. Okay. First print. Okay. Okay. So we're I, I'm, I, I, as in if you didn't reserve a copy, you probably didn't get it until the second print came out. Mm. Mm. Okay. None of the Star Wars book. I'm not gonna say. I'm not going to say. There is some nerd involved here, but not not super nerd. Okay. No, no, no. no. Not super nerd. Uh, Star Wars is super nerd. Okay. We're on the super nerd category. But, yeah, let's just say, yeah, it's not a Star Wars book. So coming up uh, coming up around 820, 815, mm-hmm. 820. Yeah. Damn near impossible trivia question. $50 gift card to La Peep on the line for you. Also, nine o'clock. Don't forget, we have the uh, we we have the sweet deal double double header today, and you're gonna want to you're gonna want to get in on this. Even though there are plenty of sweet deals to go around, Cosa Vida and Blaze Pizza both on sale at kboi.com. Just click on sweet deals at nine a.m. However, if you go now, uh, there are still three Idaho Enhanced Academy. Sweet deals left. That's a $62.50 sweet deal for training, for enhanced concealed carry training that costs 125 bucks. So that's that's a pretty sweet deal. But there's only three of them left on our website as of 10 after 7 right now. Taking a look around the headlines, uh, the Murdoch trial, we're going to find out uh, what the jury is going to sentence him to here in just about half an hour. Um we're going to check in with uh, with Jeremiah, figure out how the stocks are going to go right now. Dow Futures. Good day up. yesterday. Yeah. Well, right now it's shaping up to be another good day. I hope so. Futures are up uh, 143 right now as of, as of this moment. Um, Department of Justice has said that Donald Trump can be sued for the actions that happened on January 6th. And that's something. I'm not impressed by the ruling because... I. He's not president now. He couldn't be sued while he was president, but he's not president now. And it also doesn't guarantee victory because the smart aleck reply I have for that is you can sue anybody over darn near anything. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you're going to win. Sure. It just means you can. I think the last thing Donald Trump and his campaign needs is yet another court case that he needs to deal with. As of right now, he still it's it it goes back and forth. But as of the past two weeks, still has about a three four point lead over uh, over Joe Biden in uh, in in opinion polls. Mm-hmm. In, in in looking at that, however, Ron DeSantis's numbers are creeping up. Some numbers, some number improvements from Nikki Haley since she officially declared. Yeah. Uh, however, Ron DeSantis still hasn't officially declared, and his numbers are are increasing. Yeah. So I think a lot of people expect DeSantis will run, mm-hmm. even though he hasn't said yet. And I think a lot of people are going to be persuaded that they like Nikki Haley. I have good technology, bad technology. At some point in time, all of us here in this room have uh, not had great financial success. That is true. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the day I decided to join radio for his career, that was, you know, 
one of the days where my have we has everybody at some point in time eaten everything in the cupboard just because they couldn't afford to go to the grocery store i don't have anything to eat but i do have ketchup packets i I got ketchup and i got crackers (laughs) yes okay so yep ford in there yep ford has is developing technology to technologically repo cars that are back that are behind on payments okay first technology first technology they have killing the ac rendering the air conditioning unusable until the payments are brought up to speed no kidding mm-hmm good technology bad technology bad technology why i don't like it oh i know you don't i, don't I like mean it. By the way, once you've been, and and for those of you that have never hit that point in your life where you've been that uh, tight on cash, God bless you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm jealous of your life. I've been behind on payments on my car before in my life. Not recently, but in the past. Once, you, once you've done it, you'll never forget it. I get it. Okay. So I, I think that you have technology like that, but it, it doesn't keep people from rolling down the window, so... But I mean to kill to kill the AC yeah. for us here. I mean it can get up and it can get up in the triple digits. Still roll my window down all the time. It's still hot air blowing through your car. But with I wonder what the opinion will be in Arizona, Florida, where yeah you can roll the window down and then you get then that humid yeah. muggy air. Alabama, mm mm, Now you take care of that. You kill the air conditioning. You also kill the heat. You don't roll the window down when you need heat on. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can kill the heat. I think you can keep the heater from actively coming on, but the engine's warm. I mean, it's it's going to warm up. There ain't anything you can do about that. 29 degrees right now in downtown Boise. Oh, that's good. KBOI News Time, 714. Sports is brought to you by the Pork Belly. Chef Wally uh, just texted me that they're having a tomato bisque soup today. No. Oh. And pork belly clam chowder. Mm. Pork belly clam chowder has lots of bacon in it, by the way. That's what makes it unique. It's, well, that's good for a Friday. It's supposed to be pretty good. It's good, good to put bacon in the clam chowder on a Friday during Lent. Yeah. I mean... Thank you, Chef Wally. I mean, you you do you. <laughs> Saying it could be pretty good anyway. In sports, Boise State football on the field for their first spring practice yesterday. Spring practice will continue today. I think there'll be a practice on Saturday as well. They have 15 practices that are allowed through the spring. They spread them out a little bit, and then you have the spring game that is scheduled for April 8th. Coach Avalos talking about the quarterbacks and saying, they had a really good first day. I'm going to play this audio now. It's my fault that it's not playing because... I didn't want the other thing to play. Here we go. It was a really good first day. It was good to see uh, the quarterback's operation with our new offense, right? There was, being for the first day, it was pretty clean. Um, it was really exciting to see how they're able not only to lead themselves, but um, lead the offense and handle the things that are required of them. And then, you know, be able to connect on, on some uh, plays today and obviously handle the run game and lead the huddle and do all those things. So it, we're, we're off to a good start. Um, with the progress that Bush is making and our offensive staff um, with what 
we want to get done on offense. And then it was really good to see a lot of the young guys on defense step up. All right, so Coach Avalos had a lot of good things to say about quarterback play and young defensive players stepping up. Uh, by the way, practice is closed. It's not for everybody. Some okay. members of the media were allowed to go and watch practice yesterday. Uh, I was not one of them early in the morning. I no Husky here. fans are allowed to go either. None. Okay. None. The first opportunity you'll get to see the Broncos is during the spring game, although there may be some footage that comes out mm-hmm. from, from local media. I, I think that... Uh, You'll definitely see some player interviews over the next, you know, couple of weeks. But yeah, April eighth—that's when you get a chance to see him on the field for the first time. You'll be—they'll uh, be able to film some uh, some standard plays, not statue left. Not statue left. Okay. I mean, you have you have to look at the highlight reels to see statue left. I walked you into that because I know you like saying. I love statue left. Yeah. KBOI News Time is. Hey, let me do my line. Here. Yeah, go for it. KBOI News Time seven seventeen. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Nate Shellman here, Rick Worthington over there, filling in for Casper and Chris. Looking at the Dow Futures right now, 137. Bitcoin down, Ethereum down, which means nothing to me since I don't own either one of them. But to wrap up the week, Mr. Jeremiah, how's it been? Ah, well, I mean, if we're looking at equity markets, it's we got a winning week on our hands, and it's a positive sight to see because we're going on a three-week losing streak. And if things hold up, which you know, you never know what'll take go throughout the trading day. If things hold up, we will notch a winning week. Yesterday was a very volatile day, which started out to the downside on really the back half of the trading day. We saw equities pop, but where there's some big news, it's in the cryptocurrency space. Now, one thing that we've seen is that largely. Cryptocurrency is now more correlated with U.S. stocks, meaning when U.S. stocks are up, generally there's a good sentiment for cryptocurrency. When stocks are down, cryptocurrency is down. Well, we saw a little bit, a bit of a disconnect, and it kind of is in more in line with that uh, story that was made for Hollywood with FTX. Now, this is not this is not around a crypto company or some uh, eccentric individual. It's around a real bank. In this case, it's called Silvergate. It's been a bank since 1996. They have over 300 employees. They are FDI insured. They w- they turned public in 2019 and they took a pivot into the crypto arena because essentially what they were allowing is is legitimate banking services for these large crypto exchanges, for these large crypto companies. Because, hey, you, you, there, you need a way to actually transact and turn these cryptos into dollars. You need a place to hold your, your deposits, your assets. So that's where Silvergate kind of put themselves into a niche, and it worked out well. In 2020, their stock soared over 300%. And now this week, there's a, we got a bit of a massive plunge. And this the, the, the issue, which in my opinion, where there's smoke, there's fires, the company did not file what's called their 10-K. And bottom line is it's a comprehensive report that needs to be filed annually by public traded companies about its financial performance. Well, what we, with the fallout of FTX, we saw a bit of a bank run, meaning everyone wanted to cash out. They wanted to move. They wanted to take their uh, liquidity out of the system, which is severely affecting Silvergate at this point. Now, the question now is, are there going to be other legitimate banks that perhaps have an overexposure to cryptocurrency that could be subject to this? 
But bottom line is for Silvergate, they're still evaluating if they can even remain in business. And this is weighing down on Ethereum. It's weighing down on Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin down, I think, almost 6% over the past seven days. So this is certainly affecting the broader crypto arena space. But I'm also very interested to see how the regulators, meaning the SEC, the, the FDIC, the I mean, all the regulators at, at hand, how they look at this and how they will potentially put more restrictions or regulations on legitimate financial banking institutions and how they get exposure to cryptocurrency because we're clearly seeing the downside of this crypto space this year. FTX, all these exchanges, and now you're looking at a legitimate bank. Jeremiah Bates, Tree City Advisors of Apollon. We look forward to the market opening up. Appreciate the check-in. Thank you so much. Thanks, gents. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Nate Gentleman here, Rick Worthington there, Mike Casper back on Monday, Chris Walton, we wish you well, hope you're back on Monday, we miss you, but I gotta tell you, the food in the studio's been phenomenal. <laughs> okay. Open line Friday coming up here, open phones Friday coming up here in just uh, just a little bit, and we we have a number of things to go through, however, to the passion that that is true crime for everybody out there watching the Murdaugh um the Murdaugh murders, the Murdaugh trial. Mm-hmm. It's it's been kind of the uh, intro to the Daybell Valley. Now in the South, in in uh, in South Carolina, they've been following this where where it happened, I and mean, it's in their backyard, just like we're following the Daybell Vallow case. Yes. However, uh, we will be um, we will be finding out what the official sentencing is here in just a little bit. Could be up to thirty years. Meanwhile, a judge did rule. That the uh, the Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow will be tried as two different cases. That's right. It won't be tied together anymore. Okay. And that has a lot to do with DNA evidence that was made available yesterday. They didn't tell us what the DNA evidence was, but Chad Daybell's lawyer said, it's going to take me a while to sift through this particular evidence. Another delay. Which makes me believe that, DNA has to do with Chad Daybell. I mean, I I can't say for sure that's what it is, but I suspect if Lori Vallow's lawyer isn't worried about it, it doesn't have anything to do with her. The idea that two kids are no longer with us while two adults went to Hawaii mm-hmm. is 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 hard enough for a number of people to uh, to, to 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 swallow, and 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 that's where they were taken into custody in you know in Hawaii. So people have a hard time trying to trying to remedy that in their head. We all want to know what the facts are. And I'm counting on you to follow all of this. Oh yeah. Because from my end, just so you know, as a as a consumer as a news consumer, I don't know how much I can talk about it and and the idea of for the general public is one more or less guilty than the other is gonna fall in a degree. It's going to fall in some degree of an inth that I don't think the public is going to be ready to swallow. I have no idea how all this is going to go. I can tell you the bodies being found on Chad Daybell's property doesn't do him any favors at all. Mm -mm. It gives him some type of complicity in this. Uh, And Lori Daybell, why she may have been uh, 
to some degree not competent to stand trial initially seems like that is holding up now. Um, I don't understand. But I, I think how we're I, all going to say there's there's some crazy going on there. But what's the brand of crazy, right? Sure, but I mean, not competent to stand trial. But they were competent enough to go to Hawaii. They were competent enough to stay in a hotel. They, she was competent enough to not talk to, you know, mm-hmm. not, not talk to reporters. Right. And then all of a sudden, from the time she was in Hawaii to now, all of a sudden, oh, she's okay. okay. <laughs> I, I I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't get it. To me, that's fake. That's false, and it drives me nuts when I hear that. Mm-hmm. KBOI News Time seven thirty six. Be a part of the show at three three six thirty seven hundred or toll free one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. Now back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI seven forty one. I'm Nate Shellman. He's Rick Worthington. We're gonna get you uh, get you ready for football season here in just a little bit. But uh, kids, adults. We have an issue we, we need to discuss because uh, I, I'm not in the health business. Stop looking at my gut. I'm not in the health business. However, we only talk about the news as, uh, as it's made uh, prevalent to us. So, public health officials yesterday declared an outbreak of syphilis. Really? I saw that story. Central Health District, that includes Ada, Elmore, Boise, and Valley Counties. Listen up, sinners. You're having way too much fun with this. Agency has seen a, quote, rapid increase in the number of syphilis cases since the start of the year, folks. It is only March 3rd. Central District Health Office says they've received reports of 168 cases of syphilis. I don't know if they're starting the syphilis.idaho.gov page yet, like they did for COVID. However, 168 cases of syphilis since January 1st. Cases have been reported in people between the ages of 15 and 87. 87? That's disgusting. We just talk about the news. Now, by the way, 2018, there was only uh, 52 cases in syphilis for the entire year, but we're already at 168. Listen, I just want to point out, there have been some pretty big names in history that have had syphilis. Some pretty big names. Oh, no. Such as? I mean, Al Capone. Al yeah, Capone had syphilis. It made him nuts. I mean, I mean, some yeah, some might argue. Um, Charles the Eighth of France. Okay. Ivan the Terrible. Okay. Um, Christopher Columbus. Could really Christopher Columbus? Yeah. Mm. Um, Adolf Hitler. Mm. Hitler had. Had syphilis. Al Capone died of syphilis. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have wished syphilis on Al Capone. I definitely would have wished it on Hitler. Well, yeah. It's suspected. It's suspected that he had syphilis. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you know what's fun is when we talk about syphilis, and I get a text from my deacon. Uh, what? <laughs> hey, good morning. Turn on the radio, and there you are. I'm like, yes. And then you're talking about syphilis, deacon. It's not me. I'm talking about the news. All right, I'm talking about the news. I 
The 168. Listen, I'm just saying some people might there's, need Jesus. There's the one other. There's one other. Okay. One other. Mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln. Really? Told his biographer that he had been infected with syphilis in 1835 through 1836. We're going to leave that out of the Canyon County Lincoln days tomorrow. That's a good idea. Yeah. KBY News Time, 744. Yeah, let's change subjects. Mm-hmm. From syphilis to sports, we carry there all the S's. We go. Yes. Good call, America. <laughs> how do I how do I tie the two together? Today's segue brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Chef Wally, Pork Belly, uh, they have a tomato bisque. Yes. They have um they have bacon in infused clam. Chowder, chowder today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's supposed to be pretty good. The reason you have clam chowder on a Friday during Lent is so people don't... Okay. Right. Okay. Is there a Lenten version? I want to mention at least that there is a pretty big basketball game coming up tomorrow. Boise State men's basketball on the road at Utah State, and Bob Beeler tells us more about it. With a win, the Broncos lock up the two seed in next week's Mountain West Tournament. A loss and a Nevada loss to UNLV would also give them the two, but that wouldn't help their NCAA tournament resume. And a loss by the Broncos to Utah State and a Nevada win over UNLV would drop Boise State to the three. And the Broncos could still share the Mountain West regular season title if they can win at Utah State and have San Diego State get beat by Wyoming. You can hear the Broncos matchup at Utah State Saturday night at 6.30 right here. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Do you want to hear the Mountain West schedule for this week? Is is there something you can do with that? Go for it. I think it's important that everybody understands what is on the line. New Mexico will be at Colorado State. That game is tonight. San Jose State plays at Air Force. UNLV is at the Nevada Wolfpack. That's a big one. Uh, let's see. We are all Wyoming fans, though. Yeah, Wyoming is playing at San Diego State. <laughs> if Wyoming wins that game, that's... Uh, that's a big one. And Boise State will play the late game uh, at Utah State. So, yeah, we'll be paying attention. KBUI News Time is 746. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 751, Nate Shellman here, filling in for. I'm filling in for Mike. Or Mike, or, yeah. Am I filling in for Mike? I think I you filling? are, yeah. Okay, I'm filling in for Mike. You're filling in for Walton, even though you filled in for No, Walton. wait a minute. I'm filling in for Mike because Mike was scheduled to be off, and I'm the usual fill-in. So I'm filling for filling in for Mike, and you're okay. filling in for Walton. I'm filling in for Walton. But okay. you're sitting in Mike's seat, and I'm sitting in Walton's seat, which right. is confusing things a little bit. Got it. Okay. Just want to make sure. For those of you that are that want to map out how we look in the studio, that was for your benefit. There you go. Uh yeah, I'm gonna, what were we talking about? Uh, syphilis. Got it. So, uh, which, which, by the way, cost me the listenership of my deacon. Uh, <laughs> he responded back to me, great to hear you. Have a great day. <laughs> which is also a very nice way of saying, I have to turn you off now. The kids are about to be in the car. Okay. Now, that's one way to take it. At the same time, we, we can have some fun with it. I, and I, I mean, I wouldn't recommend having too much fun with syphilis. However... The case is, and the story is, 168 cases in the Central Health District area, which incorporates, be listen up everybody, Ada, Elmore, Boise, and Valley Counties. I don't know if we're going to have any of the same types of restrictions 
that we faced when we were really worried about COVID. Because this is just an antibiotic. Okay? Yeah, this is... I don't want to downplay syphilis, though. No. I mean, it's it's got a it's got a bad reputation, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day, it was it was my gosh, it was it was the it was the worst thing in the way. Syphilis. Oh, now it's just syphilis. Is it? I I don't know. I've never had it. Me either. I don't want it. Napoleon. Napoleon had syphilis. Did you just Google? Yeah. Famous people yes, who had syphilis. I did. You are why we have meetings. Yeah. This is <laughs> Vincent Van Gogh. Vincent Van Gogh had syphilis. I mean, you could add your name to the list of I all, don't these, add of my all name. these people. There's, no, there's some really noteworthy folks. That have 168 had- cases in people in the Central Health District from the ages of 15 to 87. Hmm? Let that sink in. 15 years old. To 87 years old. Now, I don't know which age brackets they're fully falling into. However, I I, I will say that once upon a time, I would get notifications from my parents' facilities. About certain people that may have. Not not people, but outbreak. We've had cases of, instances of. Just so you know, son. mm, No, this would come from the facility. Ah. Yeah, this would come from the facility. Which was alarming to me because I, I I didn't have to really worry about either one of them. They they both loved each other still, but they were still in two different facilities for a time. Understood. Yeah. Um. I I can't tell you that I didn't have questions. Well, naturally, naturally, folks, be careful out there. Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde's on the list. The famous writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the so a lot. I mean. You bring up all these... John Wilmot, the second Earl of Rochester, for crying out loud. You'd think that he would be a little too regal for syphilis. No. No, no. Syphilis does not... know. It does not care. Syphilis doesn't care how much money you make. That's true. Syphilis doesn't care if you're an artist or a politician. Or in Napoleon's case, which country you're invading right now. It doesn't even matter. Or how tall you are. Okay? However, it... Just want to let everybody know that it's out there and it's here. Look, Winston Churchill's dad... Had syphilis. Okay? Lord Randolph Churchill. We not viol- sure that he ever got it cured, but we vi- he had it. Are we violating any HIPAA rules at this I point? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Do they have HIPAA rules? KBOI News Time, 756. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Just in... Out of Walterboro, South Carolina, Alex Murdoch sentenced to life in prison. For those of you following that, found guilty of the uh, the murder of his son and his wife, uh, having a weapon on him during that life in prison. And, and I said earlier that he could be sentenced up to uh, thirty years. My mistake. Minimum of thirty years. Sorry, my I, I did. You got get it that right one. now. I, you got it right now. Yeah, but so Alex Murdoch sentenced to life in prison. Now. However, if he dies in prison within the next 30, you know, between now and 30 years, he was sentenced to less than 30 years. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. You were so good. You were so good yesterday. I got a complaint about me, and I wasn't even on the afternoon program. Really? Yeah. How did that happen? People just don't like me. 
Well, people just don't like me. No, they loved you yesterday. You got raves. Rick Worthington filling oh. in, doing it, doing a doing a yeoman's job. I'm Nate Shellman filling in for uh, for for Chris Walton today. Mike Casper is going to be back on on Monday, fresh out of um, <clears throat> Cancun Golf Course. Yeah, fresh out of that um, story that's been released, and I, I have a number of questions that probably can't be answered by anybody in this room. Let's rewind the clock back to November 2019. Okay? So that's three and a half years ago-ish. All right? Don't get exact on me. Yeah. Three and a half years ago. You got two teenagers right around uh, right around Hill Road that are out and about late three, at night. Three in the morning, not late at night, early a.m. 3.30 a.m. Okay? There have been incidents in the area. There was increased uh, increased gang activity in the area, and two teenagers are out and about. Those two teenagers were talked to, approached, detained by a Boise police officer. 17-year-old and a 14-year-old. To me, the 17-year-old got mouthy. Okay? As teenagers do, 17-year-old got mouthy. Uh, officer says, you know, sit there, cross your ankles, just sit there. 17-year-old didn't want to. 17-year-old, wanna, you know, was was talking about what a 17-year-old does. They, I could sue you, I could do this, I could do that, so on and so forth. Here's some of the audio from this encounter. When you ask a question, you answer the question. You don't even, you're just trying to mimic him. You don't even know what you're talking about. You up here breaking into cars, <laughs> peeping into windows, looking for stuff? What did you just say to me? What did you, you just say to me? Up, you don't tell me to shut up. You understand? You're not big enough. Oh, okay. you big guy? Yeah, I'm definitely. Are you allowed to touch me like that? Bro. I can touch you. I can sue you for real, bro. Sue me. Like you can't sue me. Like sue me. I'm a you do what? You do what? What's your name? Officer Cooper. Officer Cooper? Yep. We'll be a court then. Okay, cool. You touch me like that? Are you going to do what? You touch me like that? You're going to do what? Are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? No. Officer stands him up. Officer stands up this 17-year-old, whose name we don't know, and uh, puts him in handcuffs. And immediately, the 17-year-old is crying out. There's the handcuffs. Stands him up. I don't want to handcuff you. Just cross your ankles. I don't care, if you don't cross no, your ankles, I'm going to drag you to my police car and put you in the back. I put me in the, in the back. You ain't got to drag me. I can, I, I can walk myself. I can walk myself. And they're walking. Mm. Stop. Ah. If you get up, you'll be next. Okay, sit there. Ah. You get to sit in the back because you don't want to behave. Ah. Stop making a scene. Ah. They're just walking. They're just walking and the guy's crying out. Now he goes over to the car. At that point, the camera gets a little weird. However, there was a there was an investigation. The officer, Tyson, uh, officer Tyson Cooper, says the 17 year old slammed his own head into the police car. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's hard to see from the footage. Not a great shot of it. It's what happens right after this, after the kid slams, you know, after the kid's head hits the car. Do not use your head on my car. 
floor. You understand me? Kid goes down. Now, depending on who's telling the story, how you see it, and there's three people in this room that have seen this. Either the officer threw the 17-year-old to the ground. Now, however your brain works, I can't help. When I say an officer throws a, a teen to the ground, this was not a WWE suplex. No, 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 no. Okay? This, But this, this was not anything, any, in my opinion... Gentlemen, I, I want to get a consensus. Rick, Nathaniel, this was not this was not anywhere near uh, Memphis, the Memphis uh, video. Absolutely not. Okay, no, this was nowhere near um, uh, uh, Minneapolis. No, nope. Okay, N- no, nothing was fired. No guns. No tasers. Correct. No. Okay, nothing like that. Again, this is on this is on the statesman. Uh, go go to the Idaho statesman. Watch the video. I'm not a fan of the writing and description of it, but uh, I'll, I'll leave that to you. We're going to be discussing this more. We have a nearly we have a damn near impossible trivia to get to. We have two members of the Idaho legislature to get to, and we have Bob Beeler giving us Bronco Sports today. Today from ten to one, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Man, how much coffee have you had today? All of it. Dancing around and gyrating and stop it. Nathaniel got this right off the bat. No, he didn't. No, you didn't. You guessed twice. Oh, you guessed twice. He corrected And the you. first one, I said no. So that's how specific we're going to be with this. I want to be very clear. So you're looking for the title of the book. Correct. Actually, he guessed three times. The first answer, he got completely wrong. The second time he answered, he got the author, but he didn't get the book. Just saying. 208-336-3700. Winner gets 50 bucks to La Peep. Yeah, I'm being specific. It's I mean, 50 you, bucks he, to La Peep. He did get it eventually. He just didn't get it on the first try. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Opening doors to the world from Idaho. Call today, 208-888-4128. The question is, mm-hmm. what book holds the record for the fastest selling book in history? You only get one chance. You will not. You don't get the three chances that we get in studio because we mm-hmm. actually get to hold Rick down and just keep guessing until he says shut up. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Ron, Ron, what is your guess? Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. Got it on the first try. First try winner. <sighs> Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, the fastest selling book in history. You didn't need three guesses. Nope. Like our dummy. Nathaniel. Hey, Google. <laughs> did you buy it? No, I did. I just heard all about them, though. Was hold on? Did you Google this, or did you know, th- or did you did you actually guess this? Oh, I googled it. Okay, okay, yeah. I did too. Cheater, <laughs> cheater. Yep. Hold on, we'll get you all of your info for that fifty dollars gift certificate yeah. to Lapeep. By the way, all of the Harry Potter books were on the fastest selling list. Except for the first. The first was not the fastest selling book, but it was one of the best sellers of all time. 
We have Idaho legislators standing by from the House of Representatives when we come back after news. Right now, when we come back, traffic and weather. News Talk KBOI covers the Idaho legislature, all of the issues, all of the debates. Today, we have Idaho State representatives joining Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. I don't know how I feel about what I'm about to say, but our our, uh, our guest here joining us from the House of Representatives, Republican, who's, I know your parents, uh, <laughs> State Representative Charlie Shepard, District 7, welcome in, sir. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. So, all right. So, to go down your to go down your your vice chair of of House Resources Conservation, member of the House Rev and Tax Committee, and a member of the House Transportation Defense Committee. Let me back up one because I've I've said this time and time again. Uh, when are we going to hear real debate? When are we going to hear real plans? I've been hearing about fantastic discussions about libraries and 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 who gets to do what in a public park. Uh, when are we going to start hearing about property tax? Well, um, Nate, thanks for let's address that issue where um, some of us, what I call junior members, have accused of not working on the tax issue. So I'm on the tax committee, and we had three tax bills introduced the first or second week of the session, and they were all good, in my opinion. You know, a good start on. I'm going to push that right. Okay. A good start. Thank you. A good start on our. Um, uh, to get the the ball rolling on to fixing the especially the property tax issue, and for people that don't know how it works down here, um, once the bill's inter- introduced, it goes into the process, and the process with taxes is the what I call the heavy hitters take over, and that's your Senate leadership, your House leadership, and the governor, and from this, like I say, I think it was the second week in the session. They've been essentially battling, and uh, uh, Scott Grow had has a, a good tax plan, and he got impatient, and he introduced it in the Senate side, which is a little bit unusual. But uh, kudos to him for trying to to uh, essentially, you know, uh, expedite the process. You might mm. say. It's my opinion that that. Either one of the what I call the major tax plans that will help property tax, whichever one they decide and comes out is going to be good. It's going to really help. But I get criticized being a what I call a junior member for sitting idly by and doing nothing. Well, it's there. There's a pecking order, mm-hmm. and there's only so much I can do. And if I get too pushy, all I do is is ruffle feathers and make people mad at me. Um, so I just try to. Some of us make a good living at that, sir. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I try to just make sure that it's it's um, on everybody's mind and that they know that it's very important. And and to be clear, that I have no intention personally of leaving here until you know the the property tax is, issue is fixed. So, is there a plan that you favor? Because we we've been hearing heard about the presentation you know, when three came and then. Now, as you just say this, that all the discussions now are happening behind closed doors, which makes me just a member of the public, forget about media, just a member of the public say, well, wait a second, when's our input? When when do we get to see, or are these decisions going to be made for? Is it, are we just arguing about taxes, or is everything fair game and, and all the horse trading goes on with everybody else's bills? Well, I guess 
to that, I would say join the club because when is it going to be my turn as a legislator to weigh in mm-hmm. to the no good? Because I'm frustrated myself. But uh, I you do, just got done I, saying I you do. didn't want to ruffle feathers, so <laughs> well, I, 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 right. I, I'm encouraging you to ruffle some feathers. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, I personally would favor the tax plan that I think that is the long term fix, mm-hmm. um, where we're addressing the, the issues that are for everybody involved because if we just do strictly the the homeowners exemption or you know we're gonna we're gonna have a one or two year fix and then we're gonna be right back here again so uh, i think the big tax plan what i call the big that has a whole all the factors involved is probably the one i favor right now but the details of that plan are kind of what's what what we don't know anymore so and that, and that that one's a big one. That's got the circuit breaker involved in it. It's got the, you know, uh, taking the elections down to just two from four to two. I mean that that's that's a whole bunch in one. That's a big tax plan, and I think that's why it's so complicated. Real quick before we get you out, I know that you have been busy doing some things though. In fact, you just introduced a bill yesterday. Why don't you tell us about that? Well, it it's kind of unfortunate that I I was compelled to do it. Um, so. Two years ago, I came. My, my sister coaches one of the high school girls' high school basketball teams. I came down to watch her at the state tournament, and I couldn't get in the door because they didn't take they they didn't accept cash. Um, they were just doing the QR code, and and I felt I, I felt that was and of course some of my constituents coming down from when I call out of the hills were very upset about it because they don't know how to use their cell phone and do all because up there they they don't do that hardly at all. So. Sure. So uh, I got with, you know, the head of the high school association, and, and we thought we had it fixed. And by the time the boys' tournament rolled around, it was they were accepting cash again. Well, then we fast-forward to this year, and I go to the girls' state tournament first day again, and they're not doing it again. They won't accept cash. So um, there, there's some there, – I'm not going to name names, but there's some higher-ups that are, are a little bit disappointed with the high school association. And so – we got our heads together and said, okay, let's just run a bill to make sure that this never happens again and let's put it in code. So um, it doesn't stop them from doing the other forms of payment, but just guarantees that the citizens of the state of Idaho will be able to use cash to enter a sporting event in the state. Understood. I had a similar and, experience when I went to a, a band competition with a friend and we had to use our phones in order to purchase tickets to get in the stadium. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's there's uh, people out there, older generations especially, that are very um, nervous or reluctant to use their phones for any kind of payment because of the fraud. And, you know, so sure. I, I just think that we should have all options open and not deny them access. And if somebody has five bucks on them and they want to go into a high school baseball game, that should be able to get them in. That, yeah, I mean, it, all right. So that being said, we're criticized where the junior members, again, are criticized for dealing with stuff like that that some people would call insignificant. But we have two options down here. Well, while we're waiting for leadership to get the tax thing done, we could sit there and, and just collect our what little bit of pay we get doing nothing, or we can try to address some of the issues that our constituents have. And 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 I choose to try to stay busy and try to to work on issues either up front or behind the scenes. For instance, the, there was a, a proposed bill that might make it extremely hard on our logging industry to uh, collect their unemployment insurance through the winter. And 
that would have just been disastrous for for residents in my district. So, you know, I worked behind the scenes to try to help uh, change that or just flat do away with that proposed leg- legislation. So, Charlie Shepard, District 7. Uh, Pollock joining us here in studio. As he says, he's a, he's a junior member of the House, even though he's been, he's been there for a number of years. So... Uh, Vice Chair, House Resources Conservation, member of the House uh, Revan Tax, also Transportation Defense. Haven't heard too much about uh, about anything regarding uh, the the transportation budget, which means that something's coming down the line. What what, what is the main focus of transportation so far? We, there's been a hot topic that's gone on on the Senate side regarding driver's licenses. Has has that caught your eye at all? Uh yeah. You, you know the. There was a there was a and then I think it's very unprecedented driver's license bill that was passed out of the Senate um, Transportation Committee with a no recommendation to the Senate floor. Right, and I think that's very unusual. And it's I'm speculating that if that ever gets to the House, that it is going nowhere. I mean, uh, I'd be run out of rail in my district if I allowed uh, what they call um, undocumented. Mm-hmm. Um, to get a driver's license, I just there's nobody in my district that think that's a good idea. So now we we have another representative scheduled for the next break. However, schedules being what they are, schedules change. We don't know if we're going to come back with a different representative or back with Charlie Shepard here on uh, on our coverage of the House of Representatives because I have a number I have a number of other questions regarding a number of other issues. But say, Representative Charlie Shepard, appreciate the time you had for this segment. We'll find out soon who our next. State Representative will be traffic and weather right now. News Talk KBOI covers the Idaho legislature, all of the issues, all of the debates. Today, we have Idaho State Representatives joining Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Schedules being what they are, for some reason, you know, meetings get changed, and Charlie Shepard's agreed to do uh, one more segment with us here. Uh, just, just so you know, there, there was a Democrat that was invited, and we'll find out uh, who that Democrat will be next Friday. However, Charlie, I, I, I just gave you the glance of, of what I was going to ask you about, and I said the word library. And the look of pain on your face right after I said the word library is is something, I mean, just it just the, the wince you gave. Uh, explain that, if you don't mind. Yeah, okay, so um, this is not a new issue to me and in, in the controversy involved. This started in our community getting on two years ago. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I, I being the coach in that small community, and, and we, we were united, um, I mean, in full for years. And all of a sudden, this library ca- issue came up, and it has absolutely split the, the town of Riggins in two. I mean, there are longtime friendships that have been destroyed. There's family member versus family member. It's ugly. And so, uh, over it, what? If, if you don't mind me asking, because yeah, I'd like to know more. Yeah. So, there was some books that were found in our school library that were, um, in my opinion, you know, not necessary to be there. You know, okay. in my opinion, they have no educational value. And so, the some of the members of the community asked these books to be taken out. Well, the school is in between a rock and a hard spot because. They feel that they can't just get rid of books because then they'll be sued by individuals or or institutions that 
will fight to keep those books in the library. They find them necessary. So, um, content so, overview, if, if you don't mind me, are we talking content of a of an adult graphic nature? Yes, yeah. It, it, it's homosexual books. content. No, okay. no more of. Uh, uh, <laughs> This is, a, is it pornography. I mean, is well, that what we're talking the, about the accusation is pornography. Got it, and that's pictures, that's enough. Pictures or words? If you don't, I'm sorry. Mostly yeah. words. Okay, mostly words. And the problem is, is that the words do not measure up to what the state qualifies as pornography. Okay, and and even if they did, the schools are exempt the way the law is written right now. Um from getting rid of those books if they choose to keep them. Well, our school made a policy. They 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 got it on the books that those books would be taken care of. And in my opinion, they they did a good job of protecting the kids whose parents don't want their getting their hands on those books. Mm-hmm. But there's still uh, people in the community that feel that the schools are hiding behind their exemption because schools are exempt from state law. And they they will not accept the fact that the schools are doing about as much as they can under current code to to get rid of the books or keep the books um and it it's my opinion that the dark clouds holding over is being held over our school because of that exemption because people that are criticizing the school system are using that, weaponizing that exemption, saying you're doing it because you can. Mm. Even though I, I feel that my school and almost, I, I, I would speculate most schools are not doing it, but they, it's a lose lose for the schools. And it, and and I'm kind of stuck in the middle because if you pick a side, then then you're just there's there's no way people are so angry and they're seeing red. There is just no way that you can get either side to budge right now until we figure out a way to to calm the whole thing down it's just all right let's try this is there a difference in your mind based on whether this is a school library or just the city's public library is there a difference to you yes there is and and the difference is if if it's a school library i and it doesn't have educational value if it's strictly entertainment value there really isn't any good reason, in my opinion, for it to be in a school library. You can go in our in our community. You can go across the street to the city library, and you could get it there. And um, I mean, to me, it's just that's the gray area that that could be worked out right now. Well, certainly the demographics change. You're talking about a school. You're talking about kids. You're right. talking about the public library. You're talking about not just kids, but adults as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And and the other issue in defense of the schools is we're not talking about something that teachers are are shoving down these kids' throat every day. So they're this, not assigning the kids to read no, Fifty Shades. No, th- this okay. this is a book that's sitting on a shelf that the school has got very strict guidelines now. Our school mm-hmm. that your parent has to sign in advance before you can go check out this. Before you can book. even look at it, right? You know, and and they're trying to protect the school without taking away the freedom of the parents. And so, that's the key word, the freedom. Because if you start taking away freedom from one side, 
then the other side can abuse that same right, and next thing you know, then the Bible's out again. We and talk- I, I'm against that completely. We talked about drag queens earlier this week, and it's pretty clear who's fighting for the ability for the, the drag performances. Who's fighting for the book of a pornographic nature to stay in the school? Who's who? <laughs> yeah. uh, honestly, who who's that driving force to keep that book there? I, I you know, I, and I don't know in and, your school. Uh, you know, I don't know. Well, I guarantee okay. it, it's got to be parents. I mean, I well, don't know if it well, would be any one organization, but you know, there are going to be parents that there's there are parents that deem that the ability. And again, I think it's more about they're upset because you have one set of parents trying to tell the other set what they should do with their children mm-hmm. and what their children should be able to read or not read. And and I think that's the rub. I'm not so sure they're actually about any one book or anything it's right. it's the fight where don't be trying to raise my kids I'll raise my kids and you you don't think it's appropriate for my kids I think it is and and that's the rub I mean how do you fix that got about a got about a minute left here how how are you guys looking on time is 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 anyone well I mean we we talk about property tax over and over again uh how are you guys looking at what, what is there is anyone talked about a get out uh, get out of town date yet or no well, every time we talk in in our uh, uh, leadership meetings or in our our caucus meetings, it's the twenty fourth. I mean that they keep throwing that twenty fourth of this month, March twenty fourth. Well, yeah, there's the day. That's the day. I mean, that's what everybody's shooting for. So that I give you an ominous, it, ominous on that one. Uh-huh. As long as we have property tax in place and fixed, then I'm in. I'm taking the over on that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vegas so we, is weighing in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the over on that one. Uh, State Representative Charlie Shepard joining us out of District 7, sir. I do appreciate you doing overtime. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I appreciate you, get, you guys. And I, and I listen to you regularly because it's good to know what the people have to say, and this is another tool to hear the hear what their concerns are. So thank you for that. Thank uh, you. Appreciate it. So you you heard it from State Representative Shepard. We we in the next twenty one days we're probably going to be hearing a number uh, a lot about property tax coming out of the House and the Senate. Open phone Friday when we come back. Six seventy KBOI on Alexa. First say Alexa. Enable the six seventy KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say Alexa. Open six seventy KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, at least we got the call letters right. <laughs> the, we're all we're all praying. Listen, we we know that you love us as as much as we love hearing ourselves. And uh, Nate Shellman here for those of you that couldn't place the voice and, and thought that Mike Casper actually sounded like a real boy. Uh, he, he will be back on. <laughs> That was nice. He will be back on Monday. Uh, we hope Chris Walton will be back on Monday. Yeah, having a having a hard time fighting whatever he's fighting, but uh, he'll beat it. So I have I have faith. We'll in get him. him back. Yes, uh, we got a lot to get through today. We got a, we got a video. We have uh, apparently syphilis. Uh, we have no, we don't have syphilis. we don't have we don't sorry. have syphilis. The Central Health please, District. Please, please, you know disregard that no don't disregard it completely that's going to make a promo out of that nobody in this room has syphilis or or has had we're good okay we're good okay 186 cases of syphilis 186 cases in ada elmore boise and valley county 186 ages 15 to 87 
Well, it's 2023. We're still saying the word syphilis. Just gonna throw that out there. It's 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 we we just started March. Hey, I'm not here to judge you, Nate. It's not me. Oh, it's not me. Fifteen to eighty-seven. By the way, 2018, um, there was 52 cases the entire year. Oh, really? Yes, the entire year pre-COVID, though. Uh, the entire I don't know if COVID brought on more syphilis. I, I I have no idea if there's a correlation. All right, so we got that to discuss. There is a police video that was released from three and a half years ago of two youths that show a officer an officer encounter from again three and a half years ago and people aren't happy about it i i'd like to know why this video took three and a half years to be released yeah, they're in a lies into question. I no, don't know. November of 2019 was a very long time ago. So we have that to discuss. And I would want people to watch the video. However, I'm having a uh, interesting off-air conversation that we might bring on air with, uh, with our producer regarding uh, respect, treatment, did anybody bring this on themselves or was somebody overzealous but... Right now, it's Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700. We can discuss whatever is on your mind. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone, 1-800-529-KBY. I get a text message joke here that says, um, oh, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but Hidden Springs would be hardest hit by the latest outbreak. I, I, I don't know if that's true. I, I think that's a joke. Rich, Boise, you're on News Talk KBY. Go ahead. Well, I wanted to talk about the gift that keeps on giving of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now she's talking about red states divorcing blue states, which she's not the first conservative that's ever brought that up. It's kind of been an underlying thing for a long time. But she's overlooking a couple of things. So one is the state she's in voted for Biden last time and has voted three times in a row for Democrat senators. So I'm not sure exactly what makes a, you know, a, a blue state and a red state. And then there's the fact that the blue states make up over 60% of our GDP. Uh, Why do you care? A, huh? Why do you care? Why do I care about what? About what she says. Well, I don't know, because she's one of these goofy right-wing Republicans that are running Congress now. How many other people, because by the way, she didn't just say it, it came out a week ago. Uh, How many other people said, wow, that's a really good idea, we need to go through with this? Because I haven't heard, since since she released it on Twitter, the reason I ask, Rich, is since she released it, I really haven't heard a groundswell of people Mm -hmm. saying, hey, this is a great idea, we're all for it, yay. It, 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 It hasn't mobilized uh, the uh, yeah. the Republican Party in Washington D.C. It, it it happened. She she put out a whole bunch of tweets, and life moved on since then. Yeah. But you're still on it. It's not even a real conservative issue. It's just a fringe, oh, extreme right yeah. issue that they continue yeah. to bring up. So it's yeah, it's not it's really a, a Republican a, issue. It's a fringe. It's a Marjorie Taylor Greene issue. Yeah, 
Well, it's a fringe right-wing Republican view. They're the ones that have been talking about it for a long time. They're, See, but that's and, not know, true. Who else has said it besides Marjorie Taylor Greene, Rich? Yeah, who else yeah, has said it besides her? She's not just some unknown person. She's very important in the Congress of the United States. McCarthy, mm-hmm. she backs with him. Yeah, she has a lot of sway. With Republican voters all around with the, the country. With the fringe extreme right. With the yeah, fringe not, extreme the right. And they call it fringe because it's not the mainstream. Yeah, it's it's the MAGA Republicans. She has a, a lot of pull Rich, with Rich, her. answer my question. Who else has said it besides her? Oh, I don't know. It does. What difference does it make? No, no, no. We well, asked no, you that question. Hold on, hold on. You said sh- other people have said it, and oh, I'm asking you oh, who oh, else has said it. Oh, no, I've, I've, I've been hearing people say this for years, not necessarily national politicians. Got it, got it. So I appreciate the call, Rich. I'm going to go ahead and say this was a Marjorie Taylor Greene issue. When there are some. There's, there's, there's more in my, forgive me, um, humble opinion. There, there's more of a groundswell discussion regarding greater Idaho uh-huh. than there is regarding a national divorce. Yeah. There, there's more of a groundswell. There's more national conversation of, hey, what kind of performances should we allow in public at festivals than there is about a national divorce? Yeah. There's, there's, more, there's more talk of should Election Day be a holiday than there is about a national divorce. Yes. So, Rich, I bring, all, I bring up all that up because the only one who's talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene today on this program, local or national, was Rich in Boise. That's right. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone, 1-800-529-KBOI. You can email us, nate at kboi.com. Uh, get a text message here saying 50 shades of gray in a school library is inappropriate. But we have to remember we have to remember that any kid can use Google and find the actual movie online. It was an interesting discussion with uh, State Representative Charlie uh, Charlie Shepard uh, regarding a uh, and and by the way, I don't know if the book in question was Fifty Shades. No, but that certainly is an explicit book that maybe you wouldn't want a ten year old child to read or any high schooler to read. I I don't know if I don't know if that's junior junior school senior class reading either but here's the I, I i'm glad i don't have kids so i don't have to worry about yeah it. you can we could step away from that and yeah. say it, it maybe it's something you don't mind if your child reads it's not up to me to tell you what your child should or shouldn't read that's up to you i brought it up on wednesday and ironically you brought it up yesterday and neither one of us listened to each other at all even when even we work in the I, same building i still don't i mean whatever but we both said the same thing why don't we just get rid of the library just Get rid of this antiquated thing for the sake of not having an argument anymore and just focusing on whether or not kids can read, conjugate a verb, know our history, maybe know how to, uh, how to do a, 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 a scientific uh, issue or how science works. Get back to the actual nuts and bolts of why school exists because I haven't heard much about school performance or where the 4th, 8th grade, 11th grade mastery levels are at night. Oh, we're still arguing over content. Well, I I think that the content 
discussion still needs to happen, especially when we're talking about school libraries. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a book that should be in a school library that you couldn't have a teacher bring up in front of the class and read to them. Right. If you can't bring that book up to read to the class, it probably should not be in a school library. That's how I feel about it personally. Now, if you're talking about a public library where it's not just for kids, it's for anyone who wants to check out a book. I don't think that you should be able to determine what content I should be able to go look at at the public library. However, I may not want my kids to read certain material at the public library, which is why I would say something about that when we get their library card. They only get PG-13 material that's available to them. 208-336-3700. It's Open Phone Friday. We're open to talk about anything you want to discuss. However, when we come back... You're going to hear some audio of an encounter from Boise Police three and a half years ago. We'll talk about it next. And Shapiro this afternoon at one. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 920, I'm Nate Shellman. He's Rick Worthington. Neither one of us are Casper and Chris. They'll be back on Monday. It's Open Lines Friday. You can call and talk about anything you want. 208-336-3700. Let's set the scene. Okay? It is 3 a.m. It is 3 a.m. in November of 2019. Pre-COVID. Okay? Police uh, have noticed that there is an increased activity regarding gangs and crime in a certain area. Somehow they come across a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old out and about at 3 a.m. Okay? Now, I guess curfew laws are still a thing. Okay. It's also important to mention that it's two black teens that are wandering at 3 a.m., and maybe that does or does not have anything to do with this at all, but nevertheless, that is part of the fact of the story. It's part of the fact. It, it, it is part of the fact. I, I, however, police have questions. Police have questions and when I, I, I'm a former juvenile delinquent, so I, I've been pulled over knowing when I've done something wrong. Sure. I was 14 years, years old in a car, driving it. Wasn't my car. I didn't have a driver's license. You think 14-year-old Nate had a driver's license? Probably not. So, police were asking questions. And, use, and listen, sometimes... The, the, Teens can be mouthy. Mm-hmm. You get mouthy to somebody, chances are somebody might get mouthy right back at you. Here's how the conversation, here's where the video starts on the Idaho Statesman. You're going to learn how to play the game. When you ask a question, you answer the question. You don't even, you're just trying to mimic him. You don't even know what you're talking about. You hope you're breaking into cars, peeping into windows, looking for stuff. What did you just say to me? By the way, they were saying shut up. Yeah. Just, just. So, so you're there. They, they were saying, shut up. They're sitting on a curb, the officer standing behind them. Question, you answer the question. You don't even, you're just trying to mimic him. You don't even know what you're talking about. You hope you're breaking into cars, peeping into windows, looking for stuff. What did you just say to me? What did you just say to me? You don't tell me to shut up. You understand? You're not big enough. You're not big enough. Don't tell me to shut up. You're not big enough. Probably... One not would, the not the best thing I've ever heard. One would one would call that confrontational. Yes, 
I would say it's confrontational on both on 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 both sides. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely. Yeah, you I can touch you. I can sue you for real. Sue me. Sue me. Sue me. You do what? Newsflash. Still pretty confrontational. Somebody tells an officer, if you touch me, I will sue you. Never heard that one before. Very common. It's a very common. If you if you do that, I'll sue you. Anybody, actually, a lot of people say that. Yeah. Do what? What's your name? Officer Cooper. Officer Cooper? Yep. Well, okay. we'll be according. Okay, cool. You touch me like that? Uh, are you going to do what? You touch me like you that? Do what? Are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? No problem. No, cross your ankles. No problem, Put your That's feet on cross your ankles. Okay, this is important. All right, so this is this is a request, order, whatever word you want to use. The two kids, seventeen-year-old sitting on the left, fourteen-year-old sitting on the right. Officer standing behind them. Okay, the officer is asked that they sit with their feet crossed. Okay, and the seventeen-year-old. The mouthier of the ones has uncrossed his legs. All right. Police don't want to have a physical encounter. They they don't want that. All right. And now this is 2019, so this is pre. Sure. This is this is it's that's important information as well. This is this is before Milwaukee. It's not the first time that that anything happened across the world, but this is before Milwaukee, before Memphis, before North Carolina, before before a, a lot of the other videos that have been out there. For quite some time. Put your feet on cross your ankles. Put your feet on cross your ankles. If you don't put your feet on cross your ankles, I'm going to put my hands on you again and put you in handcuffs. Officer says four times, cross your ankles. Four times. And then says, if you don't do that, I will put you in handcuffs. Yo, don't stand up. Put your hand behind your back. I told you what to do and you try to stand up. You want to play games? Well, you don't want to ID yourself either, bro. Like, why are you, why are you being so, like, aggressive? Like, why are your partner acting aggressive? Like, he just got you. You guys here, are not man. cooperating. Now, what are you talking about? Like, he's just being aggressive. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone, 1-800-529-KBY. There are calls on hold that want to talk about the library. There's a call on hold that wants to talk about this video. If you haven't watched the video yet, it's on the, it's on the Idaho Statesman. It's released on, on Boise uh, Police Department. You can watch, I, I would encourage you watch it for yourself. Don't, don't just take the audio from it, even though we are radio. That's, that's our realm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have your own. Watch it for yourself. Don't just hear what everybody else is saying. Because we're going to start taking opinions next after news. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Want to be part of the discussion? 208 336 3700. Got to give. Got to get you updated on a, on a couple things. If you were looking to get in on the sweet deal for Blaze Pizza, uh, Blaze Pizza and Cosa Vita, well, sorry, sold out. So those go pretty fast. However, we still have. I'm shocked. We still have this. We still have one 
enhanced concealed carry class left at Idaho Enhanced Academy for $62.50. And it's a sweet deal because this normally goes for $125. There's only one left. If you want to get a screaming deal on enhanced concealed carry, go to KBY.com, click on Sweet Deals, and you can click right there on the Idaho Enhanced Academy training. 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. It's Open Line Friday. I'm Nate Shellman. He's Rick Worthington. Casper and Chris are going to be back on Monday. Let's go to Ben in Boise. Ben, you're on News Talk KBOI. Go for it, Ben. Morning, Nate. Hey, uh, <sighs> the school book thing. What's the problem with just having, not having any of that kind of smut books in the schools or in the libraries? If people want their kids to read this kind of stuff, let them go buy it themselves. You know what's 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 the morally thing to do here? I, I used to smut is a smut's kind of a fluid term. Sure, it is. Okay, what what is smut to you may be different to somebody else. However, I use the term Fifty Shades, and, and Ben, I, do you know what that means? Do you? Do you yeah. Oh, that a boy. So you know, there, there's there's that generalized i mean you could say playboy or penthouse and people i don't think those are in the library but i don't know the exact book because there are so many titles that are out there and that's where the discussion gets gets uh not so black and white you know because not everybody can agree on what should or what shouldn't what shouldn't go if you say a book doesn't belong in the library and i say it does who wins okay the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So if you took a poll, how many people want those kind of books, that should be your rule. You can't please everybody, so you got to draw the line. Mm. When I was in high school, Buku years ago, we didn't have those kind of books in school, and everything was fine. Yes, you did. They well, were just in stone. Um, <laughs> but, but, yes, yeah, and, and by the way, it may not have been smut. You guys called it National Geographic. <laughs> But you laugh. Hold on. You laugh, but you know, here's the thing. Your laugh tells me you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. Yeah, exactly. So the conversation has just kind of progressed from what was then National Geographic and talking about different cultures and now to just possibly erotica. Again, it, I I agree with him in, in these terms. And I said this a little while ago. Would the teacher... Take that book and read it to the class. It's a great, that's a great razor. If you're not going to do that, what is it doing in the library? That's a great uh, razor to use. The school library. Right. The school library. Yeah. If the teacher can't read it in front of the class, nope. probably shouldn't be there. Public library, different different story altogether. 208-336-3700. Ben, appreciate the call. Let's go to Jerry in Eagle. Hello, Jerry. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, seeing this is kind of open phone Friday, I wanted to make sure that everyone was aware that last Tuesday the uh, West Ada School District School Board approved a levy request, not a bond request, but a levy request for $500 million. It's a 10-year plan uh, to build schools and to, mo- uh, to mo- uh, modernize school and repair schools and all of that, but the problem is it's a 10-year levy that costs the taxpayers, the property taxpayers, $89 per $100,000 of value. Now, my house is worth $800,000, so 
So you figure eighty nine dollars uh, per hundred thousand dollar value, then that's after the take off uh, the, tax deduction. I was going to say take off the first tax. hundo. What is it? Hundo or hundo fifty? Uh, hundred twenty five. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that's a uh, my tax increase would be seven hundred and twelve dollars a year. I'm presently paying on the school property tax portion $112 a year. So that's an 84% uh, school tax increase on my property tax at a time when voters are uh, upset about property taxes. Now, I don't know what the school district is up to. I think maybe the superintendent is trying to scare the legislature into doing something. But once people do the math on this... Uh, I think they're going to upset, be upset, and not support it. Um, the, uh, you know, you'd be the amazed. Other part of this is that <laughs> before the other part of this is before they, before they spend, uh, go into uh, uh, half a billion dollars in debt for schools. Maybe they should find out what the state's going to do on school choice because if uh, if uh, overcrowding is their issue. Then uh, you know, school choice could could draw thirty percent of people from the schools. The other thing too is that if overcrowding's the problem, uh, you know, and they're closing schools three months out of the year, maybe we have a space utilization issue instead of an overcrowding issue, and we should look at what other states are doing to go to year-round schools and um, uh, uh, that reduces overcrowding by by thirty percent. How does it reduce so, crowding if uh, we just keep the schools that are already overcrowded open three more months? I, I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just I'm just asking. I've had children that have been in year-round schools, and what they end up doing is staggering the uh, classes. So you might have one fifth-grade class that attends this month. Okay, the other has two weeks off, and they join up after that, and so you don't have the full spectrum of students in the school at any one time. Okay. They stagger them through okay. in order so that you, you have enough classroom space okay. based on who isn't at school this week. Okay. All right. Uh, Jerry, yeah, no, here, here's, what I'll, here's, what I'll, here's what I'll tell you, because uh, we're, we're, we're going to move on here. Um, okay. It, you, you left out what I thought was the, was the largest education funding ask, 10-year, $500 million. It's biggest one in Idaho history. Yeah. So... The cool thing is, is they're not going to wait. The, the battle between school and state government, or education and state government, is is going to be ongoing. They're they're not going to wait, and school choice isn't up for debate right now because, again, you still have it. How much money you might get as a result is what's being debated, but. Nothing is keeping anybody from sending their kid to private school or a uh, or or a school you know close to them or in Boise or uh, Canyon County. All right, they they can send their kid anywhere or to a charter school, homeschool, so on and so forth. So they still have that. That will always be a metric. What I'm interested in, what I'm interested in, Jerry, is when this thing comes to a vote. Because I, you and I, I, I don't know about you, I'm a betting guy. I'm going to go ahead and bet that West Ada doesn't have a hair on their rear end if they don't put this uh, on, a, uh, on a November or May ballot. They won't. They'll put it on it's a on March the, or August. May, it's on the May 16th. Yeah, it's it's May. on the May 16th yeah. ballot, Nate. Okay. May 16th. Okay. Okay. So, the, you know, but, but it's still, it's still a, a low turnout 
uh, election in May, and um, but uh, that's better than a special election where, where nobody votes. So, right. Uh, so we'll see. But but I think they're inviting organized opposition that uh, school districts in Idaho have enjoyed not having. Um, so I, I think this could spur some organized opposition from conservative groups. So we'll, we'll see on this one. But uh, I plan to give them my opinion um, at the next board meeting. And as a former school board member from Washington State, I know what I'm talking about. All right, Jerry, give them hell. Let your voice be heard. I don't know how the outcome's going to be, but you are allowed to share your outcome. Leave it up to the, listen, leave it up to the people are talking about property tax and property tax cuts. And there was, there was a, there was a measure that was introduced earlier this week where somebody said, Hey, we ought to, we ought to make sure all property tax, uh, property taxes do come to a vote. Well, a lot of them do. You just got to show up and vote. Hey, news department talks about it. I know the show hosts here talk about it. We can't knock on your door and drive you to the polling location. You know, we, we, we have other things we have to do with our day. Um, Nathaniel, you open? You take, no, no. Yeah, Nathaniel's. We, we let you know when it is. We let you know when it is. May 16th. Yeah. Here's the other thing that is going on with that particular bond is that they only have to get 55% of the vote in order for it to pass as opposed to the 75% on, I'll have to pull up the story and, right. and, and make sure I understand it completely, but the way it's worded and the way it's being done is that 55% of the vote will get that done as opposed to the other. Let's go back to our three-and-a-half-year-old video. Lines are still open, by the way, for Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless phone, 1-800-529-KBOI. You can e- email nate at kboi.com. Uh, three and a half years ago, two teenagers were stopped by police, Boise police. One teenager was put into handcuffs after the officer requested four times that he cross his legs or he get handcuffed. They got mouthy. Okay. Officer put the guy in handcuffs and is walking him to the police car. Like that's not cool. You see what I'm saying? You can handcuff my leg too if you want to. I don't want to handcuff you. I'm just cross care, your ankles. Bro, I don't care. If you don't cross no, your ankles, I'm gonna drag you to my police car and put you in the back. I right, put me in the back. You ain't gotta drag me. I can I can walk myself. Teenagers being a teenager. He's in handcuffs, yep. by the way, at this point. He's in handcuffs. All right? And they're walking. If you get up, you'll be next. Okay? Sit there. Talk to the 14-year-old. If you get up, you'll be next. You'll be in handcuffs. You get to sit in the back because you won't want to behave. Stop making a scene. He's walking. At this point, 17-year-old hits his, hits his head on the car. Mm-hmm. He headbutts the police car. Officer does toss, throw, put him on the ground. Well, what's not clear to me about that is you don't see him 
pull him away and or throw him to the ground. Right. The teenager does go to the ground, but it's not clear whether he throws himself to the ground or whether he was tossed. You, you just don't see any action from the police officer that would do it. But yes, the end result is that the 17-year-old goes to the ground. Nathaniel is our uh, is the morning show producer, who, by the way, is here and not taking off sick, not going to Cancun, so thank you for that. Yeah, nice job. You're Pre- welcome. Appreciate you being dependable. Rock solid. Uh, unlike others. So we have... We have. An, uh, I have my opinion because my thing is, and I'm saying this as a former juvenile delinquent. All right, this kid's mouthy. This kid brought upon a certain amount of activity, certain amount of reaction from the officer. Okay, because there's a 14 year old sitting on the curb who didn't get handcuffed, tossed, so on and so forth. 17 year old who's mouthy did. Nathaniel, your thoughts? I think that you're under no legal obligation to cooperate with a police officer. And I think that more than anything else, I don't, I don't see racism on this. I don't see anything okay. toward in that nature on this. What I see is over-aggression. I see pride and a little bit of ego. He didn't like being talked to like that, so he doubled down on his force. You know, that's why he said, uh, you're, not, you're not big enough. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me to shut up. You're not big enough. Uh, to a 17-year-old, to a child. Um, And I get that we should all have a certain amount of respect for police officers. I also think that uh, police officers should have a certain amount of respect for us to not necessarily behave in overly aggressive ways. And I get that aggression can be used as a tool, um, a useful tool in some circumstances. But in this particular circumstance, I don't necessarily think that it was entirely warranted to the degree that it was used. Teenagers out past curfew, reports of crime in the area. Um, you see two. You see two teenagers at three o'clock in the morning, okay, in an area, and is sitting down and crossing your ankles and un. Is, is that an is is that an unnecessary request in your opinion? Is that is that is that is that an overburdensome request in your opinion? Me personally. Mm-hmm. No. 17-year-old you. 17-year-old me? 17-year-old you. You know, when all of us when all of us knew the Constitution and we knew our rights and we were all lawyers and we actually had all the answers to life's questions, you know, when we were 17. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Hmm? 17-year-old me had a little bit of an attitude problem. and although, You were starting to grow hair. You were yeah, becoming a man, and I, you were telling everybody about it. I wouldn't necessarily say that you know it's unwarranted. I get that there are certain preceding factors here. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm not questioning the kid's behavior. I'm questioning the officer's responses. Okay. And, that, and that's part of where the story is as, as far as where, where the public comes in on this. Because... We don't know the full scope of what happened after. There's an officer who was involved in this who's still on the force. Okay, the police chief talked. Uh, the police chief discusses again. Current police chief talking about something that happened three and a half years ago when there was a different police chief. Okay, so so the guy in charge now wasn't the guy in charge then. All right, but won't discuss what the consequences were to the officer. Something happened. He still has a job. Your opinion? 
Rick, your opinion, I'll give mine, was the, was what you saw, should it have cost the officer his job? No. Nathaniel? Absolutely not. Okay. Same here. Same here. Because every once in a while something happens, and when there's body cam footage, that's, that's, it brings in an emotional brings in an emotional context where you're like, hey, this, oh, police cam, police cam. There was, there was, there was a physical encounter. Oh, geez. Right. We, right. we yeah, just, you know, this, this, this is police cam footage. I don't know why it came out three and a half years later. I can't answer that question. That is a fantastic question. I don't know why that is dredged out, especially to the media. Yeah. Look, it's one thing if something is available or they're just getting to the end of an investigation and, but for them to roll it out and offer the video, mm-hmm. yeah. I, this investigation I don't know why was closed in April of 2020. Right. Okay. So this investigation was closed three years ago. Sure. 208 336 3700. Sean Wilder, you're on News Talk KBY. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah. Uh, to me, it sounds like a, a, a little thug that needs to be put in his place anyways. It obviously he has no respect for adults or or what, you know, the officer's asking him to do. He asked him four times, please just, you know, cross your legs, sit there like the other young gentleman did. He followed directions. He didn't get in trouble. You you, you want to do stupid things, you win stupid prizes, you know, <laughs> pretty much. Resisting obstructing officers is a misdemeanor. Uh, you, you do what they say, and you don't get in trouble. There's that a easy. There's a the, the names have been blocked out because, by the way, these are minors uh, at the time. They're minors now. One of them's able to drink. So, uh, resist, uh, res, resisting and uh, and obstructing false information provided, uh, curfew violation. Um, there was a charge to malicious injury to property. I think that was the headbutting of the uh, of the police car, and. Uh, you know what? Just for good measure, one of them had uh, some American spirit on him, underage. Can't can't have can't have smokes. Which, by the way, you, you get charged with that when you're a jerk, right? You know that that's play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I'm I'm reading your body language, Nathaniel. You have a response. I should say that I I don't endorse the kid's behavior. I okay, do, I think he should be a lot more respectful than that to police good. officers. Okay, um, however. I do also think that it is a using sort of almost like a bullying tactic from a police officer to a citizen in any regard and then saying, oh, well, he was just a thug. He deserved it. He, he was a little thug who just needed to get straightened out. He needed to be bullied into submission is a very dangerous road to go down. Do you feel he was treated uh, as a suspect before any a suspect of anything before there was any proof of him being a suspect of anything? Yes. Okay. Is it good enough that it's 3 a.m. and you see two teenagers who are out past curfew? Is that is that good enough for hey, this isn't supposed to happen or this is this is out of the ordinary? Yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily stop them and sit them down on the sidewalk. Again, I'm not a I'm not a cop, so I can't necessarily always do you stay in the car and walk with them, or what do you uh, do? I would just tell them, hey, just acknowledge there's a curfew and that you guys need to get home. Get home. The way I understand this particular case is that there were a number of car burglaries that were happening. You know, how many times have your car been, you left your car unlocked, you came out in the morning, the door was open, and a bunch of stuff that you had in your car was gone? This is happening in a neighborhood where they had a bunch of burglaries. You've got some kids that are out at 3 in the morning. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, they're going to get stopped. They're going to get talked to. If there's a report of burglaries occurring in the area, and this is when they're occurring, kids that are out after curfew at 3.30 in the morning are going to get stopped to talk to. And that's not bad police work. I go back to the why. Why three years later after this has been closed? Why three years later does the video, other than, hey, right now, there's there's a mayor and there's there's an ongoing <clears throat> friction with the police department. Sure. Why dredge up something from three and a half years ago? To to what end? To what purpose? Because you're in the news department. Yes. I talk about news. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel produces news, and none of us. None of us have come back to, none of us have thought, hey, you remember when those two teenagers were stopped on Hill Road in in November of 2019? Whatever became of that. Sure. And you think about the number of things that have happened since then where we, we've had people, we, there, there's been drug issues. There, there was a guy that got drunk, went, went through a parking garage and almost hit people has gone on tears, shootings that have happened. Why bring up the, hey, this guy headbutted a car and the police might have been just a little too rough with the guy? Well, there might be some answers to that in what has been going on with the Boise Police Department in terms of some of their staff. And uh, we have heard about, you know, a member of the Boise Police Department who's not there any longer, Mm -hmm. but was speaking at a conference that he probably shouldn't have been you know is is this not directly related to but showing that the boise police department is doing something to make sure that their officers are being kept in check i don't know i'll go i was gonna say and i'll go farther and say maybe it's the uh city hall trying to just make that department look bad but that that does it for us Casper and Chris are back on Monday. I'm praying, and I know you're praying. We got news (laughs) coming up. Have a great weekend from all of us. Thanks, Nate.